0: Welcome to the Dental CEO Show. I'm Dr. Sam Garr.
1: And I'm Samantha Leonard.
0: And we are the co-founders of Stream Dental HR. We started the show to talk about everything they didn't teach us in dental school, about running a business, managing a team, and being a leader.
1: And as the CEO and office managers, it's your responsibility to hire the right people, onboard and integrate them with the right systems, motivate, engage, and lead them to success.
0: With our experience owning, managing and operating six multimillion dollar practices, we learned a thing or two on what not to do and eventually what our secret formula for success was. And it all boiled down to people and processes. That's what brought us lots of profit and success.
1: Join us as we dive into everything from hiring, leadership, communication, systems, scaling, and HR. The most fundamental pieces to turn your practice from survival mode into growth mode. Hey everybody, Samantha Leonard here. I just wanted to jump in the middle of this episode to tell you about a course that we are launching June 21st. We are so excited for this brand new program that I couldn't wait to tell you. We know that health and safety has been on the top of everybody's mind right now, but maintaining a safe workplace can be hard when health and safety rules are constantly changing, they're complex, and they're confusing. What we have decided to do is put together a 10-week online training program designed to help practice owners, practice managers, your health and safety representatives and committees for your practice, build a successful and compliant occupational health and safety department for your dental practice. This health and safety trip program is designed to educate and provide real life solutions to real workplace situations. It's gonna cover sexual harassment prevention, workplace violence and bullying protocols and investigations, emergency procedures and protocols, workplace injuries, COVID-19 changes to the workplace Investigations and reportings, and much, much more. Your practice may be eligible to get funding for this program through the Canada Job Grant. And coverage and eligibility ranges between 50 to 100%, depending on your province. So make sure to contact us right away so that we can help you utilize this great program to provide the training and resources that your team needs to be able to make sure that you are complying with employment legislation, and making sure everybody is safe and healthy in the workplace. If you want more information, please visit StreamDentalHR.com. Welcome back to another episode in our dental talk series. Today, we're going to be discussing the hot topic and what strategies or action plans you can immediately start putting in your practice to make your tomorrow run even better and create a culture and a business that you and your team love coming to work every single day. Now, I'm sure many of you can relate to this. Uh, My experience as an office manager, there were some days where I was scared to go to work. And one of the things that would scare me the most was hearing the dreaded words, I quit. And then my whole life would get thrown into chaos just to find and fill this position as quickly as possible. Recruitment is not one of our favorite things to do. Let's be honest. It's a necessary evil. And if we don't do it right though, and if we make a bad hire, the negative impact that it has on our business is too huge that we cannot ignore this topic. It takes away so much from our business and it actually takes us even longer to recover from that than it is to fill that that void within our, or that vacancy within our organization. So to help with that, our special guest, from the Stream Dream Team today is Tatiana. She is our culture coach and she has helped hundreds, and I mean hundreds and hundreds of practices find their dream team. So thanks so much for joining us today, Tatiana.
0: Hey Samantha, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to jump on here and share some of my secrets when it comes to recruiting.
1: Awesome. Well, I can't wait. And I know our audience and our listeners are just looking for some help right now. They want to extract and get some best practices and see your secret sauce and help them find great people like you've done for other practices. So, you know, let's, let's dive in. What's, what's your secret ingredients for that formula?
2: Well, I think
0: it's, there's a a few different things that come to mind. Um, First of all, I know when I'm personally recruiting for clients, I listen to my gut, and I know sometimes that some people may roll their eyes at that, but I truly consider myself to be almost a matchmaker for the practice, right? So I'm taking what the practice is looking for. Um, they, They tell me ahead of time the kind of the ideal candidate they're looking for, their culture, and then when I'm talking to candidates, I try to almost become like that matchmaker, trying to synchronize what the candidate has to offer and what the practice has to offer, and then synergize them together, so um, that's a huge one that I, that sometimes isn't talked about, is the, um, to listen to your gut when you're talking to candidates, and just make sure that they fit along with your culture, with the rest of your team, and with what your practice's vision is, so that's a huge one.
1: Yeah, I think um, that, like you mentioned, I think one of those big pieces there is just, if I can kind of break that down into smaller pieces, it's almost like, okay, we need to know where we're going. So what does the business need? And what type of person is going to help us get there? And then once you have those pieces, it's much easier to know what kind of questions I need to ask to find that right fit. Um, and not just those basic interview questions like we've seen, you know, tell me your your what's your biggest strengths and what's your biggest weakness? Like we need something that's actually gonna get down and into what their day-to-day activities are gonna look like. And is this person gonna be performing or have the technical skills or interpersonal skills that I need to be able to make that, Um, specific task happen within the organization at a level that I am expecting, right? So it's just, you've got to have those clear directions and we can't just walk in, uh, you know, as as soon as we have an employee walk in and give us that resignation that we just go, okay, well, I'm just going to put a job ad out there. And then whoever I get, I'm just going to, whatever, whatever questions come to my mind when we talk on the phone, like, it's not like that. We can't do that. I agree.
0: And I think practices need to take the time to hire right. I know, like you mentioned, some offices are hiring out of desperation, right? The the assistant quits and they're in a panic. Oh my goodness, I need to hire someone right away. And they get um, resumes and they hire the first person that they meet, even though they may not necessarily feel that they're a right fit. So take the time. You want someone who's going to be An asset to your team, not just a warm body to fill the seat, because guess what's going to happen, they're going to end up leaving and you're going to be right back in square one again, so take your time to hire right. Um, Another big one to do is like you mentioned, have those interview questions ready right like get a clear, keep it consistent when you're doing interviews ask the candidates the same questions, not just, oh, well, I'll see what I feel like asking, you know, oh, this question just popped into my head. Have that consistency, right? Um, Another big one that I like to talk to officers about is having a clear outline of the candidate's duties and responsibilities so that they know exactly what is expected of them. And then when you have that list of duties and responsibilities, that's also an asset because you can be using that to set goals. So say, for example, you have your wish list of everything that you want that candidate to have, they might not have everything. They might only have, you know, one or two years' experience, but that is what you want them to strive to be able to achieve after, you know, six months or a year. But then you have those goals that you set up with them. Okay, you know, after three months of your probationary period, this is where we want you to be. Then you can use that for a training schedule. Okay, this is what we're going to train you on this week. This is what we're going to, you know, you're going to mentor Susie, and you're going to. She's going to show you how to do this and this, right? So it also helps with performance reviews after six months. Susie, let's go through the checklist. Okay, great, this is what you can do. This is what you, you know, we still need to work on. So that's another big thing that we talk to practices about is having that clear guideline. And so then the candidate knows um, expectations of, of what they're going into as well for that role. Um, another one that's often sometimes looked, sometimes forgotten, I guess, so to speak, is the proper um, onboarding, right? So it's great that you hire them. It's great that they've accepted the job offer but training and mentorship is so important. So they need that guidance. Don't just throw them into the wolves and hope that they you know, can fend for themselves and figure things out on their own. They need to have that training and that guidance and that mentorship. So check in with them you know, daily, weekly, monthly, see how things are going, how they're progressing. Because if you throw them into the wolves and they're not measuring up to the standards that you want, guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna leave. They're not gonna feel that um, They're receiving the proper training and they're just going to leave. And then again, you're back to square one, right? So all these factors make a huge difference when it comes to recruiting.
1: I think you said a lot of great points there. And one that I want to circle back to is the, you know, having those clear duties and responsibilities outlined because not only is it helping, you know, the interviewer, the employer know, okay, this is what's needed for this position, but it's also going to help that employee potential employee, understand that expectations. Because like you said, if they come in, they were hired for one, we're told they were hired for this one role. And then all of a sudden a week in it's completely changed. And so they're, they're, I'm assuming is probably stress because everything that they just learned for that one week goes out the window. And now they're having to relearn something and just the amount of stress and chaos that comes from it. It's not really setting a good tone. And most of the time they're going to feel like you were saying, you're pushing them into the deep end. You're expecting them to become an Olympic swimmer by day two. They, they aren't doing that. So then you think that they're not a good employee. They're feeling they're not a good employee and this isn't a good fit. And I forget what that crazy stat is, but it's like, I think it's 60% of employee turnover happens within the first 45 days. And guess what? That's your onboarding period. Like that's 90 days of that onboarding period. And actually onboarding is an, a full year. So it takes time for somebody to actually feel empowered and confident in, in managing those roles and feel fully trained. So. You know, with having those expectations and, you know, on that first day of that interview, they can see the job descriptions. They can, you know, hear what's involved in their day-to-day tasks. That's really setting them up so that it's much easier on day one. They have a plan. There's a strategy in place. They feel like this practice is organized um, and they're looking forward to that and being able to have a support system. So in that way, they feel like they can be powerful in that role. And then they can actually contribute and grow.
2: Yeah. You're setting them up for success. I agree.
1: Exactly. So what's, uh, I know things are a little different now these days, uh, we've got a pandemic, you know, just a little one that we've got to deal with a little blimp in the road. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's totally changed recruitment a hundred percent. It's changed it. It has been a crazy year. And I mean, what we used to do back in 2019 for recruitment is out the door. So what out can practice door. owners do right now to really adapt to the change that COVID has brought?
2: Yeah, like you said, it's completely changed 100%. Um, gone are the days where you would put a job ad out and you would get, you know, lots of resumes of um, qualified candidates, you know, you would hire within a week and all was good. Those days are gone. Um And there's a whole bunch of different factors into that and I don't necessarily know the reason to all of them but the the length to hire nowadays is definitely taking a lot longer obviously it all depends on the position and the location but overall I'm finding that it's taking a lot longer to hire these days. Um, There aren't a lot of candidates that are necessarily looking because they're uncertain of what's going to happen right they might be at a job and think you know what it's not so bad here I'm just going to stay here because what if I look for another job and there's another lockdown or um, because you're the last one to get hired, you know, that saying, last one to get hired, first to get fired. Um, so I think there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of people are just maybe staying with the status quo. They're content with where they are and they're not going to look. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's sometimes some shortages in certain areas. Um, there's not many, as many new graduates because of obviously courses have had to be put on hold. So in some areas, we're noticing that there's a shortage of assistance or in identity in certain areas. So that obviously impacts the length of hiring. Um, sometimes for offices, it, it's taking us weeks, sometimes it's taking us months to hire. Um, and I know that's probably not what um, clinics want to hear, but that's the reality of COVID. And we need to realize that when it comes to hiring that it's not going to be a quick, a quick bill, that um, it does take time. So I know um, another thing that I wanted to maybe mention is some candidates are working, but sometimes some of them are kind of putting feelers out there, right? They want to see what else is out there. Um, they're almost wanting to see, you know what, I'm kind of curious to see what's out there. Maybe I'll put my resume out, maybe I'll go to a couple interviews. Um, and then they're kind of just fishing, not necessarily wanting to look for something, but they're just kind of curious as to what's out there. So that could be a good thing, but that can also be a bad thing, right? Because they're not maybe as serious as it, as um, they were before when it came to looking for jobs.
1: Yeah, definitely. A lot of things to consider. And I think the takeaway there is um, we, again, we need to reset our expectations, but then we also need to adapt and create different strategies. And um, we can't just sit and wait and just put a job ad out and hope and pray uh, cause we can't grow a business on hopes and prayers. So we've got to be able to have right. a good action plan and, and goals. So what are some do's and don'ts that, uh, practice owners, um, can start kind of, you know, formulating their, their action plan and their strategy right now?
2: So like you mentioned, just having that, um, that clear expectations, right. Of, of that. It may not be a quick fill, um, For them to be prepared, have clear job descriptions for each position so candidates know exactly what's involved as I mentioned earlier, have interview questions ready, um, keep them consistent for each candidate for that specific role. Um, Another one that is often missed is um, conducting reference checks, right? Once you do find that candidate, make sure to do a reference check. It's important um, you will get the true sense of what that candidate is like if you speak with another dentist that they work for, they'll let you know, you know, how, how that person was. Um, so that's a huge one. And then just remember to be to be patient, um, and you need to be creative, right? I'll talk about that. I guess I can I can start talking about that now, but um part of recruiting, you have to remember you are not the only practice that's hiring right now. So what makes you different than every other practice that's out there, right? So it's huge. Um to remember your reputation, it's important for you to remember that other candidates are looking at other positions. So give them an incentive to work for you. It's not always about money. Culture is huge. They want to work for a position where they feel appreciated, they feel valued. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to consider with recruiting. I know a lot of people just think, oh, put a job ad out, everything will be fine. But there's so much more that needs to be considered that sometimes often gets Um, looked over. So that's why yeah, I'm here, hopefully sharing some of these tips that are helpful.
1: No, I think that's a great thing to remember. And um, I think there was like this, uh, again, I I know these stats, but I don't know where they come from. And I kind of probably butcher it a little bit. Um, Some (laughs) Google it. Uh, But (laughs) I think it's 70% of millennials use social media to make the decision on which position to apply for. So I think a lot of um, things that we need to remember is just like our patients, they like to check out our reputation, right? They want to make sure that this practice that I'm going to, or potential office, that's going to be my new dental home. I'm not jumping from one sinking ship to another. So I want to take a look at their team photos, I want Mm -hmm. to look at their social media and see if the same team members that are on your website are still there and in your posts. And are you guys doing fun things together? Are you guys learning? Are you guys, um, uh, you know, doing team events? I know that's not possible these days, but, you know, why not throw do a throwback Thursday and show like your last mission trip that you did as a team or last continuing ed or conference that you guys did and talk about how you guys are committed to, um, you know, growing your team personally and professionally and within their career. And that's also going to resonate with those people who are looking for jobs. They, they, that's exactly what they're looking for. And if I think I'm going to go on a little tangent here, but I think if anything that COVID has taught us is that it really made everybody stop and think that our life can change in a matter of a day and this job that I'm at right now, if I'm not happy and fulfilled and if I don't find meaning and it's not rewarding for me, I think a lot of people use that as the push to, okay, well it's time. Let's look for another position. Maybe let's look at another, um, office or industry or what have you, I think that really pushed people. And that's what's really guiding them to see and make the decision, am I going to apply to this job or not?
2: Mm-hmm. I personally know of people that have left the industry, whether they had small children that they had to care for and because of the you know, child care, or you know, I know people that had were I mean, compromised. right? They had, um, so they were scared, right? They didn't want to go back to, to a job where there was potential risks for them. So, a lot has changed. And like you said, I know people that are like, you know what? Am I really happy and fulfilled where I am? So um yeah, there's there's a lot of factors that come into play. And, and it's definitely changed, but these are things that we need to have in the back of our mind when we're doing recruiting. And if I can kind of jump in where you were talking about the whole um creating that brand, I love this stuff, so I could probably go on and on about this, but I think when a practice creates their website and social media they are using it primarily to attract patients. And yes, that is, that's what it's for. But remember, potential candidates are also looking at your reviews. They're looking at your website. They're looking at your social media. So it's great to have those um, stock images, right? But people want to see who they're going to see. They want to see a photo of your hygienist. Oh, that's Susie, that's, oh, okay, great. Now I know what she looks like. Tell fun facts about it. And you might think, who cares? No one cares. People do. They love being a part of your story. They love being, um, feel like they know who they are before they even go there. So reputation, social media, use that to your advantage, not only for potential, care, potential new patients, but candidates as well. Like, like you mentioned, Samantha, um, we're not doing as many team meetings or team events as we were before. show you know last year we did a food bank drive and we can't wait till we do that again we did this we can't people want to see and get excited get them so excited that they can't wait to work for your practice where they're like oh my goodness i want to be part of that team right that's your goal that's where you should be striving to people will apply to you even though you're not hiring they're calling you are you hiring here's my resume can you let me know when a position's open So yeah, there's, there's a lot um, and I get excited talking about marketing and social media, but um, that's just a quick little, but yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah.
1: I think, um, I think the takeaway from that is that, you know, like we mentioned, what we did back in 2019 is not the same as what we're doing right now. Recruitment is a long game and we need to be, even if we don't have a vacancy right now, We almost need to be prepping for that. We need to be prepping for growth anyways. That's hopefully the reason why vacancies are happening within your organization is because of growth. So why not lay the foundation and that groundwork? Why not review and do an audit on your employer branding and go, okay, if I was a candidate and if I was about to apply and I saw my job ad, first of all, is it Mm -hmm. compelling enough for them to stop after scrolling through 300 other opening positions? Is it compelling enough for them to stop and apply? And if they went onto my website, what kind of culture am I showing? What kind of people am I attracting? Um, What does my social media and my Google reviews say about me and our team? And, you know, if it needs a little bit of work, then take that time right now to make those changes, start adding those pieces in there. Like Tatiana was mentioning, those are great tips. Let's start laying that foundation. So in that way, when there is a job posting, it, we're going to get way more applicants. And I know we, we've seen this happen with our own clients. I mean, in this kind of climate right now, we have one startup that we're working with. They're um, in a, uh, a smaller town and we're, that pool alone is limited. <laughs> and then you're dealing with a pandemic And literally all of the tips and strategies that we had recommended, all the employer branding strategies, she had applied and did it. And then the moment she put that job ad out there, she had 11 people. She had to turn down all the great people that uh, because she didn't have enough position. She was, you know, she's a startup only hiring a skeleton crew, but she had a more, a tougher time, you know, seeing candidates and saying you know which one am i actually going to select versus just hoping and praying so Mm -hmm. it's really important that we make those changes right now to our strategy and remember recruitment's a long game so i guess with with that in mind uh tat uh is there anything else that we practice owners should be looking at when it comes to new hiring protocols
2: yeah so um sometimes this often gets um overlooked i guess but we value the importance of doing an initial phone interview before you bring that candidate into the clinic, right? So a phone interview is literally 15, 20 minutes, um, no more than 30 minutes, but essentially it's giving you a snapshot of that individual and it shows you how they conduct themselves over the phone, their communication style. Um, So then it kind of gives you a quick overview of how they are and if you're interested, then you would bring them in for a face-to-face. So that way you're saving yourself time because what if you bring a candidate in schedule an hour and within the first five minutes you're like nope not a good fit right so you're kind of narrowing it down um, and then you're only selecting those that you are really interested in that fit um, that align with what you're looking for then you would bring those ones in for more of like a a skills assessment to get a better understanding
1: of their knowledge experience and skills so that's kind of what I suggest is to start with with the phone interview yeah and I know that's something that gets overlooked but like you were saying earlier I practice owners need to have those standardized interview questions for every stage of that recruitment process. So phone interviews, excuse me, in-person interviews, and then skills assessments, like they, there should be standardized interview questions. So in that way, it makes it so much easier to compare apples to apples versus, oh, what did I ask this person? Oh, I forgot to ask that one. So I'm not sure if she has experience with X, Y, or Z, or I forgot to ask how much they, you know, he wanted as a wage and Later on, we find out that that's too, too much. Right. So making sure that you've got that plan. Um, and then, you know, like Tatiana was mentioning using your job descriptions to basically reverse engineer what kind of interview questions I need to be asking, uh, for that particular position. So just making sure you've got that strategy is really going to help set you up for success. Um, so I know we kind of really focused on the practices and what their, you know, experience is like right now in COVID and in recruitment, but what about the candidate's perspective? Are things different right now for them too?
2: Yeah, I, like I mentioned earlier, I think there's still a lot of uncertainties these days. Um, like I mentioned, some have left the field together, less um, are graduating due to courses being put on hold, and candidates don't necessarily want to leave their jobs right now because they're uncertain of what's gonna happen, right? Um, but on, on the other hand, there's some practices that are unfortunately maybe not that busy. So they are looking for more of that stability and consistency. And And I know that's kind of hard these days because we're all just figuring it out day by day as we go along with COVID and new restrictions and changes that are happening all the time. Um, and I know, again, some of them are kind of uncertain of what's going on. Maybe sometimes, or some of them were laid off back when COVID started. and um, depending on their situation are, are not ready to come back yet. So when I know when I'm recruiting on behalf of our clients, clients have told me that they're, um, or sorry, candidates have told me that they're impressed when I tell them that I'm with an HR agency and we're helping this client because they know, oh wow, like this office has procedures, protocols, policies in place. So they know that when they have those things, they're a little bit more protected at their work if things happen, right? So um, I know I've talked to a few and they're like, that's great, that's great that they're working with an a- HR agency and they've got all these things in place. Um, so because employees want to feel safe coming into work, right, they want to know that their health and safety and the well-being of patients and themselves and their team are being looked after. So knowing that they have a plan in place goes goes like a long way, right, so I, having that is really important. Um, I'm also finding that some candidates aren't, like again, I mentioned earlier, that aren't necessarily looking. Um, they're, they're kind of wanting to see what else is out there. And and sometimes they are using that as a tactic, which isn't maybe the greatest thing, but a tactic to employers saying, you know what, I've been offered this job. And then if the employer was like, no, 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 please don't leave, we'll offer you more. So unfortunately that does happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that is the reality of, of what's going on these days. Um, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and make it everything all rainbows and butterflies, but, um, and I know sometimes it's unfortunate candidates um, accept a position, go through the motions and then you don't hear from them. They kind of fall off the radar and then you're back to square one again. So unfortunately that is the reality. Like again, I don't wanna paint this beautiful picture that everything is, is sunshine, but you have to have, understand that this does Happen. It's unfortunate, but it does happen where, um, yeah, they either change their mind or they accept another position or they decide to stay and it's nothing against you, but they decide to stay at the practice where they were.
1: Um, so yeah, there's just, there's just a lot of different practices. Yeah. I, and I mean, think of it from that other practices perspective, if, or yeah, if you had somebody come to you on your team member and say that I'm, I'm taking another position You're going to do whatever you can to be able to keep that person, so that you're not in that other position of having to recruit and fill, right? So right now is just that climate that we're working with, and we just have to be ready for those curveballs. And so, you know, do you recommend practices? Let's say, for example, they they find um, a great person, they offer that position. There's typically those two weeks until that person can come in. Should they continue to interview? Like, what, what should be their plan A, plan Z?
2: it's always good to like if you offer a position to someone and and i think sometimes people just offer a verbal position obviously it's it's recommended to have a written comfort or a written acceptance but um but i would still because you never know like again that office their current office can come back to them and say you know what we don't want you to leave we love you here like please stay and then offer them an opportunity to stay and they'll decide so um, it's always good. What, what I do personally for other offices is until they actually sign that dotted line saying that they've accepted the position and then they show up for their job on their first day, then that's that's a good thing. But you always keep resumes coming in, right? Maybe if you don't want to call them, then that's, if you want to wait and see, then that's okay too. But it's, I say prepare because you never know, right? So keep resumes coming. Don't close that position yet. Um, just Keep looking keep resumes coming in and then go from
1: from when the candidate starts yeah and i think another thing that we practice owners need to remember too is that in those two weeks from when that candidate gives that resignation to when they actually come in for their first day they are going to be tried to be pulled in different directions to stay i'll throw more money at you i'll give you anything that you want to stay Yeah, And they've had a relationship with that practice for a year or plus, right? They've got that relationship, but they, they don't, the relationship they have with you right now is basically maybe a couple hours worth where you've met them for an interview. So you need to be using those two weeks to still lay the groundwork, you know, continue that communication with them. You know, maybe for example, um, like Tatiana had mentioned, if you have a training schedule, communicate with them and let them know, Hey, here's what you can expect on your first day. Uh, here's who you're going to be working with. Here's some, uh, you know, a quick video to learn about our, our office and our team our why, or, yeah. you know, here's some resources. So in that way, you're continuing to show like, what makes us different? Why should you come and work for us and build that loyalty? So in that way, those two weeks when they're trying to, somebody else is trying to keep them, yeah. you are, you know, building that foundation for them to be like, no, I really want to work at this other office. Right. So. Yeah
2: keep them excited, right? Send them emails every so often. Like, we can't wait for you to start. We've got this and this plan for you on your first day. So then that way, like Samantha mentioned, like people are seeing the difference between um, what you do and how you're kind of going, you're excited to have them start where it's like nobody hears from each other for two weeks. And then you're like, cross your fingers, hope they come on their first day and then they don't show or whatever. But at least you got you keep that line of communication open with them and get them excited. And then your team is excited too about someone you starting, right? So you have a plan Um, at Stream Dental. We love having plans. We're all about, you know, having things in place. So that's huge. And and not many offices are doing that. So you will definitely be standing out if that's something that your candidate is seeing before they even start
1: um, what you're doing to get them excited about starting. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we call it the new employee experience just like you guys have a new patient experience Um, it's the same basically the same business principles that you're applying to be able to attract patients um, retain them, we want to apply the same principles into your employee because they are your brand ambassador, so you know, like Tatiana was mentioning, sending them welcome emails. Um, we even created like some get to know you questionnaires. So in that way we, uh, can get to know this new team member, but learn not only about them personally, professionally, but also like their intrinsic motivators, what's their drivers. Um, what's the best way to be able to provide that they like to receive feedback. Um, what are, what are their professional goals in the next, two years, three years, five years. So in that way you can show, hey, this is how we're going to help you reach those goals. So in that way they can see that, you know, we do more than just drilling, billing and filling. We're here, we're a family. We have that family feeling, but we're also supporting one another to grow. We want to grow. We want to help our community grow. And here's our impact and here's our why. So just having all of those pieces, just make it totally different. And like Tatiana was saying, they're they're comparing it. They're probably getting a couple other offers, not only from their other position, but you're already standing out because you're taking all of these steps and doing things differently and showing, hey, we're organized. Hey, here's our policies. You know, here's how we're keeping you safe when you come to work every single day. Those are things that are real, are bigger motivators these days than money. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree. So I guess, I I know we kind of went over a lot of things, but if we were to kind of narrow it down, what are some things that practice owners can start doing right now, even if they don't have a vacancy in their business?
2: So a big one, and we kind of touched upon it already, is creating that brand, right? So now is the time to use your social media, use your website, um, and then target it so when potential candidates look you up, they see what you're all about, they get that vision, they get I wanna be part of that, right? So get them excited. Um, you have to remember too, that dental is really a small community. So reputation goes a long way. And that goes both ways, right? I'm sure sometimes a candidate's name has come across you and you know maybe a team member is like, oh, I know so-and-so, this is what I heard about them, right? But then it also goes to the practice, right? And, and it's unfortunate, but we've had candidates where they've told me, oh, I don't wanna work for so-and-so dental. I've heard this and this and that. So reputation, goes a long way, just like patients will do a Google review, so will potential candidates right, so remember that reputation, build that strong relationship with your team. Because they're, they're interviewing you just as much as they, as you are interviewing them right, so they want to see why they should come work for you compared to the practice down the street, so it's important to um, to remember that and then. Um, we talked about it a bit earlier, but job descriptions, right? So sometimes when you're looking at jobs, posts online, you'll see one that says, looking for a part-time hygienist to work, you know, Monday through Fridays, Um, list the hours, please, please send your resume. And that's it. That's all you see. Um, Compared to a job that talks about, you know, at at, um, ABC123 Dental, we like to, this is our vision. This is how we interact with our patients. This is what you So almost they're seeing what they can expect um, from the tenant before they even get there, right? So um, using a job description, laying down what the requirements are, or um, explaining the responsibilities that they're gonna be looking after. So really use your job description to stand out from other practices. Why should they come to work for you compared to the practice down the street, right? So again, social media, important. Um, Job descriptions is important. Just kind of building that reputation, right? So your social presence um has a huge impact and, and uh it, it goes a long way. Like I I want to work for a practice where I see, oh, look what they do. They 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 do charity drives, they um do these events. Obviously, now with, with COVID, things are a little bit different. Look at their team, oh my gosh, they do this and that. I want to be part of that. That looks so amazing. Like, so yeah, just a lot of those things um are are important and sometimes get overlooked, but. There are definitely
1: ones that you want to consider. Now, those are great points. Uh, there's one that I would love to add to, to this. Um, and what we recommend our clients to is just have a, a career page on your website. And that landing page, basically just the same thing, like Tatiana mentioned, our mission, vision, core value, uh, some team photos, maybe even if you have some fun about us, like you um, videos that you've maybe made around your your practice that kind of talks about the same thing like our why what makes us different here's the type of technology that we use here's um you know Mrs. Jones, who hated her smile at the beginning. And now she's loves her smile and can't stop smiling. And she has so much confidence. She's the VP of this and this company now, because then it really drives it home that, okay, mission vision core values. Yes, that's one thing here, but then you're showing in that video, here's how we're living it and breathing it every single day and what we're looking for in the next person to to join our team. And Mm -hmm. then that way in that career page, you're basically just getting, uh, you're creating this um, recurring pipeline of people who are sending your resumes and connect with them and let them know, maybe you're not hiring right now, but you can let them know, you know, thank you so much for applying, um, but we'll reach out to you when there's a, a vacancy and just maybe even add them to your email list. And just like you're sending patients, you know, information about the practice, what's going on, some articles for them to, um, you know, for how, and wellness, um, do the same thing for those candidates. And then it'll just kind of create some great, uh, dialogue. They'll be able to see your treatment philosophy. And they're just like, oh man, I just love this office. And the moment that you reach out to them, that you have a position, they're definitely going to jump at that opportunity, right? Because you've nurtured that you've created that relationship. So again, some, some things, some, uh, strategies to be able to think about the long game here for the growth of your business. And then it also prepares you for if you do have those um, you know, employees who either are resigning or maybe they've moved away or some emergencies happen and now you have a vacancy that's out of your control, you've already got that pipeline of great people who love your brand, love what you do and are excited to be a part of your brand and be your brand ambassador.
2: Exactly. I can't. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's so important to create that.
1: Well, thank you so much for some great advice, great resources. Um, and if you guys are looking for any support when it comes to recruitment, we have a, a special program for recruitment strategies. So we help you build your employer branding, we help you build all of those pieces. And if you're, so, you're if you are heard us, keep talking about job descriptions and policies and handbooks and procedures and onboarding and you're like, oh, that sounds amazing. I don't know where to begin. I don't have that. Contact us. We're the experts. We help you build your HR department. We help put all of these pieces together. So in that way, it is ready, available for you and um, can help you just focus on dentistry, focus on your patients, focus on what you love doing and building a team and a tribe that will help you do that. And they love coming to work every single day, just like you do. So thanks for joining us. Um, You want any information, please contact us directly. But we can't wait to uh, have you with our next podcast uh, for The Dental Talk on The Dental CEO Show. Thanks for joining.
2: Thank you for joining us on this episode. Join
0: us on our next episode for more great conversations, strategies, and inspirations to help you grow and scale your team and business.
1: If you love our show, make sure to leave a review, share it with your fellow dental friends, and remember to follow us and join our email list at streamdentalhr.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and even TikTok. See you next time.